local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Lisa Swiftney. Welcome everyone to Good Neighbor Podcast, episode number 45. I am so excited to, today. We have with us Good Neighbor, Tanisha Johnson with So It Is Written. So Tanisha, how are you doing today? Doing good, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to hear that I am episode number 45. That's amazing to me. Well, thank you. And thank you yes. for being our guest. So let's start off today by having you tell us a little bit about your business. Absolutely. So I serve as the chief visionary uh, chief visionary officer, I like to say, of So It Is Written, which is a writing, editorial, and publishing services so we offer ghostwriting services for those people who want to write a book but don't want to write the book. We offer book coaching services for those people who want to coach alongside us. And then we also offer done-for-you publishing services. So if a person has written a book and they don't know what to do next, we're the people that they call. And we take it from Microsoft Word documents all the way to print books at your doorstep. That is amazing. So let's tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. How did you get started? Absolutely. So Lisa, I've been in traditional journalism since high school. Actually, I used to work for the Detroit News, um, the Michigan Chronicle. I graduated from Communication and Media Arts High School, which is a high school specifically for journalism students. So this, I always knew that writing was my passion. Um, I kind of picked up the passion for editorial in college and went to the University of Missouri, Columbia, studied journalism there. And then I went on to, um, when I came out of college, I went on to actually work in some corporate communications positions for Mercedes-Benz Financial Services, uh, Volkswagen, Audi, um, Raytheon, those types of places, more so in a corporate communications role as opposed to the traditional role, which I thought that I would be a you know, content creator or editor or proofreader for a newspaper, but we see where the newspaper industry is today. <laughs> so, you know, in 2000, it sounded like a really, really good idea. In 2023, not so much. So, um, and I left corporate America in 2017 just to do my business full time. So today I solely focus on helping authors and speakers and coaches get their brand book out into the marketplace. That is amazing. You are, and you're very good at it. I can tell you that. Thank you. So can you tell us any myths or misconceptions that you hear about in your industry? Yeah. One of the biggest myths today, Lisa, is a lot of people feel like they can just throw their book up on Amazon and it's considered published. Yes and no. So what happens is I'll use my daughter as an example. So Nyla is 11, but Nyla published her first book when she was seven years old. That book has since been picked up by the retailer Meyer, which is a huge retailer in the Midwest. They are in five states, which I did not know initially. Um, so Meyer came to us and said, we want to put five of Nyla's books into 256 stores. Okay, great. Now, because I'm the publisher, they cut the check to me. But that gets a little sticky when you call yourself self-publishing on Amazon and that's your printer, that's your publisher technically. Um, so Amazon would then get a cut of that check, which 
can be thousands coming from a major retailer. And so I think a lot of people like to rush through the process. They don't necessarily have a professional book cover. They don't want to spend the money to get a professional proofreader or editor. They just want to get the book out into the marketplace. And what I tell people is you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So if I buy your first book and it has 50 typos in it, I'm more than likely, I'm probably not buying the next one. Um, if your book cover looks like it was homemade, I'm going to know that it's probably homemade or your kid made it or you didn't invest in a professional, but you want me to pay, you know, $14.95, $19.99, whatever it is for a copy of your book. So I think the biggest myth is that people can do it themselves. They should not. I would not advise it. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a publisher. I also use professional editors, professional printers. My books go through two and three rounds of edits as well. Even though I consider myself to be a great writer, there are still things that people find wrong, even in my books. So we got to have that second set of eyes for sure. That's that's good to hear. I want to go back a little bit. You talked about your daughter, Nyla. Yeah. I just did the math. So Myers called you and said they want five books in 260 some stores 256 stores yes. 56 stores that mm -hmm. came out to 1280 books yes holy exactly. wow yes. good for exactly. her good yes. for her yes so. so now so now even going a step further lisa today her books are on target.com uh, walmart.com, barnesandnoble.com. They're not in the physical stores just yet, but they're on those major retailers' websites. So if people are on the website, they have the opportunity to order it as well. So, yeah. That's amazing. Just amazing. And she's now 11 and her first she's book 11. was at seven. Her first book was at seven, Nyla's first day of kindergarten. Her second book is now out, Nyla's first visit to the dentist. So this series is all about firsts for little kids. So if I want to write a book, you are definitely the person that I need to contact to get it out to the, the masses. Yes. When you're not working on your business, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah. So for me, I love road trips and I love traveling um, more so road trips because we get to create memories with the kids. So you know, it's all about where we stop, where do we stop to eat, where can they get their next snacks from, you know, what snacks and souvenirs are they going to pick up in Tennessee when we're on the way to Alabama or Florida. So it's it's an experience getting there as opposed to just getting on a flight and say, yes, we're we're on vacation. Um, but it's it's that car ride as well for me. So I love taking road trips. I love um, just meditating, just kind of sitting in peace and journaling, even though that's writing. I just love journaling my thoughts, you know, um, and to go back and look at my journals over the years. It's it's amazing to see how much I've grown as a person. Where's the favorite place that you've gone to that you've traveled to? Yeah, so probably I will say we went to San Francisco for Thanksgiving last year. Now we had to fly there, of course, we couldn't drive. Um, but we went to San Francisco, got to spend some time there. We took a family cruise for Thanksgiving, and then we got to spend two more days in San Francisco on the other side of the family cruise. So the cruise was like sandwiched in the middle there for five days. But it was, it was very just eye-opening for me. And again, it was a family trip, 
but I had never been to San Francisco. The streets are as steep as they look like in the movies. <laughs> and, you know, so it, it was good to see, you know, we think yeah. about the San Francisco tree and the rice aroni commercials and the steep hills. And yeah, so it was good to see all of that. It sounds like you and your family have some good good memories from that trip. Yes, yes absolutely. So here's a challenging question here. Can you describe one hardship or a life challenge that you rose above and can now say because of that challenge that you're better for it and are stronger? As it relates to business or personal, Lisa? Whichever you'd like to. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely say um, as an entrepreneur, a lot of times I have battled with depression even to the point of, and you know, a part of my story, Lisa, but even to the point of suicidal thoughts. Um, and so I have to be very intentional about what I listen to, what I watch. So I have made an executive decision not to watch the news ever. I don't watch the news. Um, I am minimizing my time on social media because here's what happens on social media. We see somebody's 30 second highlight reel and they're skydiving <laughs> and we compare it to our whole life. It's the 30 second reel, but the way the mind works is, well, why am I not skydiving? Well, why am I not in Tahiti? Why am I not in Paris? You know, of course people upload what they want you to see, but we have to tell that to the mind and to the heart. And so, you know, I would say to avoid those seasons of when I have those downtimes in business to avoid depression, suicidal thoughts, and just being down in the dumps and being down on myself, I have to be very intentional about what I listen to. So just like this podcast, I listen to a lot of podcasts. They're always going on, even in the background, even if I'm working there, they're just on or I'm listening to worship music, or I'm listening to jazz. Sometimes I just go to YouTube and I turn on the, you know, the, the calming music where it's just waters and waves hitting up against the rocks. And I just keep that on repeat just to keep myself calm and just grounded. So there are a lot of different things that I use. Um, but I would say that that's been the biggest hurdle with entrepreneurship and just life in general, you know, getting past, getting over depression and suicidal thoughts and, and having a um, sounding board, having a lifeline of people that I can call and say, listen, I feel myself falling into this hole. I don't want to go into this hole. So I'm calling you. Can we pray? Can we talk? Can we meet up for coffee? And being able to do that has saved my life so many times over. That is great. I do like the one part you say about turning on the calming waves. There's yeah. something about being around the water that's yeah. just calming and surreal. It is. And I can't describe it. That's that's where I do my best writing. So, you know, in Michigan, it's hard to get to the water. Um, but it, it's like we get three or four months to get to the water. And after that, it's cold again. But right. anytime I can get to a beach or, you know, a lake and just sit and just be. Even when I was on the cruise, I was good with just going to the top deck and just sitting, not doing all the activities and all the things, just listening to the water and looking out in the middle of nowhere on all sides of the ship, you know. So, yeah. Yes, that is very good. So what is one thing that you wish our listeners knew about your business? 
Absolutely. So I wish that listeners knew, let me say this. I wish listeners understood, number one, the publishing process, but also the cost of publishing. So I tell people they should budget probably anywhere from 2,500 to probably 7K for publishing. Um, Number one, it depends on the type of book. A children's book is naturally going to cost more because you have to pay an illustrator as well as the editor and all the other parts of the publishing process. Um, But the printing costs and all of those things, I wish listeners understood that you're worth the investment because a lot of people get sticker shock when they call and they ask for a quote, um, which is why a lot of people end up doing the quote unquote self-publishing where they upload it to Amazon, but then the book goes nowhere. So it's the benefit of doing it with a professional so that we can position you as the expert you are in the marketplace. And then the book can continue to grow. I always tell people there are seven to 12 streams of income tied to one book. Wow. That is a lot. Seven to 12. Yes. Yes. And so I teach a course where I tell people, listen, This can be the Good Neighbor podcast, the Good Neighbor t-shirt line, the Good Neighbor book, the Good Neighbor conference, the Good Neighbor webinar, all the things, like all the things, the same thing you can rinse and repeat and put it into a different form to develop a different stream. And I don't think a lot of people look at books like that. But if you think about it, reality is a lot of the books that we read, they become movies, they become screenplays or stage plays. They may have been documentaries. Now they're conferences. So, yeah. You are right. And you bring up some good points. I never knew that as well. So, yeah. (laughs) Our listeners are intrigued. How can they learn more about you or contact you? Absolutely. So they can go to the company website. The name of the company is So It Is Written. So they can go to www.soitiswritten.net. It's actually .net, not .com. Or they can go to my personal website, which is TanishaJohnson.com, but it's TanitaJohnson.com, T-E-N-I-T-A, Johnson.com. Or they can email me at info at soitiswritten.net. Perfect. Well, Tanisha, thank you so much for your time today and letting our listeners learn a little bit about you and your business. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Rochester. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnprochester.com. That's gnprochester.com.